Welcome to the She Shall Speak series. I'm your host, Denia Smith. We are excited to hop into our ninth episode of our Her Story series, a collection of stories of young Black women and girls who are leading the way for positive social change in their communities. Today, we'll be talking to Bethel Chiesa, a gender equality and human rights activist from the United Kingdom. Bethel, I'd love for you to introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. My name is Bethel, and I'm a 20-year-old gender equality and human rights activist from the UK. My activism journey started in 2018 with Girl Up campaign, and since then I've been involved in multiple different projects, and worked for multiple different organisations, and I've had the opportunity to start my own organisation and share that impact around the world. Thank you so much for sharing. We're so excited to hop into today's conversation. We can start at Girl Up. How did you first find out about the organization and what even is Girl Up? Yeah, so Girl Up Campaign is a United Nations Foundation initiative that has a goal to amplify girls and bring together gender equality and equity across the world for young people. I found out about Girl Up in 2017. I was just randomly scrolling on Instagram and I came across one of the Girl Up heroes at the time, Cara Delevingne's Instagram. And she was doing volunteer work in Uganda, which caught my eye because that's where my family are from. I clicked on the Girl Up page and I saw that they were hosting a leadership summit and I was able to apply to the leadership summit and, and I was fortunate enough to get financial aid and go to Washington, D.C. It was from then onwards where I was immersed in, in that environment. I had so many conversations with different activists people younger than me, people older than me. It was such an inspiring environment. I had the chance to go and lobby at Capitol Hill and I knew that this is where my passion lays. And from then I went back to the UK and decided to start a Girl Up Club within my school. Um, that was really successful. We held so many fundraisers. Um, we got a lot of young people joining our Girl Up Clubs. Um, I saw the success of what was happening and that's how my girl up journey started. That's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing. Did you encounter any challenges or difficulties when starting a girl up club? Yeah, so I did encounter quite a few challenges, especially because girl up is something that wasn't established in the UK at the time. So nobody knew um, what it was. And something that I've noticed is that activism in the UK and activism in the US is completely different. So it was not only new to me, it was new to the people that I was um, that I was introducing Girl Up to. It was difficult speaking with teachers, explaining what it is, um, getting a room to do these clubs in every week. There were a lot of challenges, but there was also a lot of support from the Girl Up community, which kept me uplifted and going. I love that. Can you talk a little bit more about how the culture around advocacy is different in the UK than it is in the US? Yep. So I think more recently it's starting to align together. But for example, in the UK, in the US, a lot of people would go lobbying at Capitol Hill, will have the chance to meet with their senators in real life. Whereas in the US, in the UK, you can't just go to Parliament and start lobbying there. It has to be on a it has to start on a more local scale where maybe you call your member of part your local member of parliament um but sometimes but we have more access to our members of parliament so sometimes they can come knocking 
on our doors um, to get us to support their initiatives. Um, so that's one way it is. Another thing that is different is that in the US, people will go out and protest on the streets in their communities. In the UK, that doesn't happen that often. We only saw that happening more often when um, during the light of the Black Lives Matter movement, that's when a lot of protests started happening. And since then, there's been more protests for different issues. But before that, it wasn't that, it wasn't that, it didn't happen that often. Mm, I love that, thank you so much for that perspective. And going back to Girl Up, it is a global organization where you're not only meeting people who are from the same country as you, but are meeting people from throughout the world. How has being immersed in such a diverse global community influenced your advocacy? Yeah, so that has been one of the core things that have grown my ability to advocate because I've been involved with Girl Up in so many different ways. So my first big involvement was um, during the Girl Up Dream Big Princess um, initiative where Girl Up partnered with Disney and they gave, I think, 21 young girls from across the globe the chance to interview a woman that inspires them and make a short film that was published on Disney platforms. Um, so with this, um, I was from the UK, those people from Canada, the US, from India, all over the world, and we came together. Um, we've all had different backgrounds, different different skills, but we were able to come together on one ground, which was to inspire young girls, to inspire people around the world. And it was just interesting seeing how people would advocate in their countries, how people do things in different countries, how there's different cultural differences, how there's a lot of diversity, but we can all bring that together and support each other. And even with that, now I have friends from all over the world where if I need to make an impact in this area, I can reach out to them and ask them the right way to go about things. Because something that I've noticed is that different countries have different ways of doing things, of addressing situations, of contacting people in power. So because I have that wide and diverse community, I'm able to take those steps prior to addressing the people in power. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Searching beyond Girl Up, what else have you done to advocate for the issues that you care about? Yep, so I've worked with ONGAI, which is the United Nations Girls Education Initiative. More recently, my work has been around um, education. So I've also worked with WE organization, where I've gone to India to help build community relations, build schools in there, and just work within the community. Um, I've also worked with, I'm also working on my own organization with one of my friends that I met from Girl Up during my tenure as a teen advisor. I was part of the 2019 to 2020 class of teen advisors. And my friend, Aaliyah and I, we've started our own global education called Cultivate Global Education, where we work to tackle gender inequity we're starting by focusing in the UK and the US as I'm based in London and she's based in New York. And then we plan on expanding from there because we understand that gender equality is one thing, but then we have to 
look at the deeper things such as um, equal opportunities, having access to things outside of the classroom environments, extracurricular activities, things like that. We want to give the most disadvantaged people, the most disadvantaged groups, the, the equal chance to succeed. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. And how do you find ways to balance your mental health amidst all these endeavors? Yep. So before this was something that I struggled with heavily, as I noticed myself being burnt out. But something that I've learned to do is to say no, if I know that it's something that I can't handle in the most polite way, I'm not going to put take it upon myself. Because if I do that, I'm not going to be able to produce a quality outcome. So it's not about how much I can take on, it's about how well I'm able to balance what I take on. And if something is getting too much for me or too overwhelming for me, then I'll give my chance to, I'll give myself the chance to relax and just not let it get the best of me. If I need to communicate with someone and say, unfortunately, I'm not able to do this, then, um, I'm going to do that because in the past I wanted to take on everything and do everything and I was scared to say no to people because I didn't want to disappoint anyone but it just took me some time to realize that you can't please everyone um, people are more understanding than you think they are and if you're just open and honest then you get to take care of yourself and still do your work, your activism, your advocacy to the best quality possible. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And I can definitely some relate to the same sentiment of you can't take on everything because eventually you're not going to have enough energy for yourself and yeah. you'll be dedicating all that time into outward things. And sometimes you have to say no. And it's okay to say no. I feel as though saying no has been so stigmatized in today's society. Yeah. But you know, putting ourselves forward shouldn't be stigmatized it shouldn't be a bad thing it's that that should be something that's commendable something that's honorable because if we can show up as our full selves then how can we give our full selves to others so thank you so much for talking upon that as a quick second to last question how has your identity of both being black and being female really influenced your advocacy or has impacted your life yeah so i think that me being a black woman it's it's too I use it to my advantage because a lot of the time I think people can see that as in situations that I've been in people can see that as say I make a point I can come across to them as the the angry black woman when in the grand scheme of things I'm just making a point um, as clear as anybody else with but because of my identity they see it as more intimidating but um I think it's given me the the chance the opportunity to um to to speak up for myself because I know that there's a lot of people who have a similar or the same identity as me and they feel like they can't speak up for themselves or they can't use their voices so I use that knowledge to to my advantage and knowing that I'm going to be representing so many other other girls. I'm going to be representing so many other voices. I'm going to be that influence in place so that they can look up to me 
and be like, if she can do it, then I can do it. Because that's how I got my confidence. I got my confidence from seeing other black women in power use their voices, um, not be silenced. So I'm trying to walk in those footsteps so other young black girls can also follow that. I love that. And that's essentially why platforms such as this is so important to provide that representation. I know that when I first got involved in the advocacy sector, I started a march in my community for Black Lives Matter and then started a youth organization for educational equity. But I still struggled to see myself represented in advocacy spaces. And because of that, I struggled so hard to identify myself as an advocate and to really immerse myself in this movement. And it wasn't until Girl Up's Leadership Summit that summer in 2020 where I really saw for the first time Black girls who were leading the way forward. Well, I believe you were there, if not there. I think you were mentioned. And I was so inspired. I was like, oh my gosh, Like, not only can I be an advocate for change, but there are people like me who are doing this work that I can network with and connect with. And that propelled me to really where I am today, which is why representation is so important and why I really hope that people tap into this network that we're creating with She Shall Speak and reach out to you and the other speakers and really envision and empower themselves to be leaders. So thank you so much for all of your work and for all of your time. And as one last question, what advice do you have for young black girls who really want to change the world? One piece of advice I'd have for young black girls that really want to change the world is as simple and cliche as it sounds, just go for it. We, our society is evolving so much it's 2022 there's so much that we have so much potential we have so much strength there's so much we can do regardless of um how society sees us regardless of how people in power see us don't let that be an obstacle to your success because there are so many black women in these positions that wouldn't be where they were if they didn't if they didn't keep going um, so take advantage of resources, look out for groups such as this, um, such as, yeah, so look out for um, people, keep in contact with other Black women that are doing these things that are in these positions of power because all they're going to do is support you, provide, them, provide you with the resources that you need. We're all here to support you. So just don't be afraid to step out of your shell. Don't be afraid to reach out um, and just go for it because the worst thing that you could hear is a no. And even if you do hear a no, don't let that stop you from going further. Absolutely, thank you so much. And with that, that concludes today's episode. Bethel, thank you so much for speaking with us today and sharing your story with our audience. For everyone listening, make sure to tune in next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time as we innovate, recreate, and rewrite the narrative. Together, we will tell our story. Until next time, goodbye.